hello, hello, folks. Welcome again to another edition here of Mind of Magnus on 106.3 FM, WRFZ LP Rochester, Rochester Free Radio. As always, the cool kids are listening in online on their uh, smart devices on rochesterfreeradio.com. And also, the uber cool kids are listening in on their podcast form here uh, on their smart devices, their iPhones, their uh, tablets, whatever you want to do. You can listen to our podcast now. So we actually have the Mind of Magnus podcast. So thanks for all those folks been downloading it, letting us know they've been having fun listening to it. Uh, We're getting caught up. I know someone messaged me this morning looking for a few more of them, and we're slowly rolling those babies out. And uh, but thanks so much for downloading all the fun radio shows we've been putting out there. Uh, so another cool thing I got to give a shout out to is the people that make this show possible. Those are our underwriters. Underwriters include the following: is actually Air Rec Radio, uh, two cool guys making cool radio happen. Uh, they actually have a show here on Roster Free Radio, uh, and uh, Corey and Stacy, just great guys doing a lot of fun stuff. And um, we also uh, I suggest people check out their website. Go to airrecradio.com. A I R Air and then Rec W E R C K. I know people asked me last week. They emailed me what the uh, proper address for was it but uh, airrecradio.com listen to their old stuff or uh, find them on facebook actually i follow them on facebook it's a great time you get to see their cool show when it happens live you get to see their smiling faces as they're here in the studio uh and uh the other people to make this thing possible is patreon supporters and uh we have a we have a special affinity for those who uh donate a couple bucks a month here to keep the lights on uh roger free radio is actually a listener supported radio station uh, we don't give out tote bags we give out love drawings and also amazing shows with cool guests that's what we trade it off with here uh so if, go to roger click the big orange button a couple dollars a month is all we ask uh and if you do so let me know i've been sending out some thank you cards and stickers to those who have been supporting us so uh let us know and again this is the mind of magnus i'm the host with the most mr magnus here uh the guy who makes this show sound amazing i can't do without him is the man behind the glass mr matt obscure himself hey there matt how you doing oh good evening how are you magnus doing great doing great uh you're looking very nice out there look you got some sun thanks you'd get some sun this weekend or something yeah i was walking around outside on saturday night oh really really oh nice uh what were you doing saturday night it was the Rochester Real Beer Expo. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe my favorite event of all year. It's such a blast. <laughs> That's amazing to hear. Uh, it looked like an amazing turnout for that. Yeah, it was great. I ran into a bunch of friends of the show, too. It was great. Um, ran into Brian White from a couple weeks ago. Nice, nice. Soon to be Senator. Uh, soon to be Senator Brian White. Mm-hmm. Uh, ran into Giggles Dixon at, nice. at the tap. Nice, nice, nice. We love giggles. Uh, people actually wrote in about asking about her uh, a week or two two weeks ago, whoever wrote in, uh, saying they had a blast. They listened to the show. And they're like, we love giggles. You guys have a blast when she's on. I'm like, yes. We love her, so, too. We got to bring her back. Yeah, yeah. That's what the request was. Like, can you bring giggles back on? It may have been giggles on, in incognito, but it, we like her either way, so we'll let it happen. Was it so. chuckles, guffaws? <laughs> you know, that's right. Now it is. That makes sense now. It makes total sense. <laughs> And I ran into Dave Tyler of No Format fame. Oh, my gosh. Dave Tyler, one of the best voices in Rochester? The greatest voice in Rochester. (laughs) I can't even do him credit. No, no. You have to, like, literally need technology to get into that range of awesomeness that's happening there. Um, But you look at a good time. Good beer was was drink. It was excellent. We had one that was made from um, Fudgy the Whale. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a brewery that, that did a collaboration with Carvel. So really? it was a beer made of ice cream cake. Oh, my God. Wait. So it was a beer made of ice cream cake. Uh, did, did they did the guy have a very deadpan delivery describing the beer to you? Like she was a- actually a very lovely Irish woman oh, a- and described it exactly the way you would want. Oh, really, yeah. Just this <laughs> thick brogue. I guess if you want an ice cream beer. Sure. Here you go. First one we got as we walked in the door and that kind of set the tone. I'm still. I, I'm so. actually lost in thought processing what that may. Uh, uh, that's 
I'm really lost thinking about that. Was it yummy, sweet? What like? It was great. Yeah, it was made with vanilla ice cream, and you know those chocolate cookie crumb things that you get in carbo yeah. cake. The best part of the carbo cake. Yeah, 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 yeah. those. Um, wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that same brewery uh, had a sour cherry beer next to it, and the woman was calling them a. Uh, safe for radio poopy creek because it was the, <laughs> the beer is called the creek so yeah you would drink half your beer she's like do you want to try this and you try it and it tasted like the best uh, chocolate covered cherry you've ever had that's amazing it, i i'm i'm a really cool. truly impressed where uh beer has been going like we are it's unreal yeah i guess it's the 90s soft drink is now the 2010 15s whatever you want to call us uh new drink is, is amazing flavors beers and everything else yeah the there's the one that, that Rohrbox makes, too, that tastes like breakfast. Have you seen oh, that? I, I've not tried it, but I've seen it. I've heard about it. It so. tastes like blueberry pancakes with maple syrup. It's the most Willy Wonka thing I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it's so strange. Oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. I I, uh, I saw a lot of smiling faces. I was in the South Wedge myself uh, on the weekend, and I uh, was very happy to see a lot of people walking around. People had never been to Rochester. Actually, a lot of people just came up for the expo. I was meeting a lot really? of first-time folks. And uh, so thank you to the South Wedge for putting on an amazing event that drew quite a good crowd, it looked like. Yeah, I, I think it's it's Joe McBain that really pulls it all together. And, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, he does an amazing job year after year. At the, the people that he brings in, the, the beers that he brings in are second to none. So it's a blast. Like I say, one of my favorite things all year. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's amazing. We have to, uh, uh, next year, we'll have to, I'll check it out with you. I'll, I'll join you for the adventure. For so. sure. Um, so uh, now, actually, I got to say a shout out to a couple people. I had some emails in last week. We had a lot of first time listeners last week that tuned in uh, that had a blast. And uh, if you guys are first time listening to the show, there may be some tonight, too. So I'll give a quick rundown of how the show works. Uh, the Mind of Magnus is pretty much how my brain works is that I have a goal to meet someone new every day and learn something different every day. And today I met a handful of new folks. It was a very fun time. Uh, and my random factoids I, I learned, I regurgitate on my social media. So you can find it pretty much everywhere. on like Under Magnus Apollo on most social media, you can find my random factoids. Uh, but to, in, in regards to the people side of things, this show is my way of sharing the unique Individuals I have been fortunate enough to cross paths with in this in this city, uh, Rochester. There's a kind of a spark. There is a creativity that happens here that I have never found in any other city, and. Uh, Everyone I tend to meet, I've always been impressed with. And there's some shining examples of super cool folks that I just have to bring them on the show. And tonight is one of those folks. Now, everyone knows I have an affinity for artists here in the city because this city has some of the coolest and quirkiest and amazing artists I've ever encountered. Uh, and tonight, it will, you will not be let down. I not only have a talent artist, but one with a career path that you will be impressed with, I think. I'm impressed with this idea. Uh, my guest tonight is uh, Ashley Ludwig. And she is... Actually, I'm just going to bring it right in why know what heck with this let's ashley why don't you come on and join us here on the mind of magnus so hey ashley thanks for joining us yeah thanks for having me so uh you are officially a pinball restoration artist um yeah that is um i guess you could say that's officially what my job title is Uh um i do all the artistic restoration uh for pinball machines for my company um i also oversee uh the restoration process so mm-hmm. testing things and making sure everything's good to go 
Nice, nice. Um, so, but you are a Rochester native. You were an artist here in the city. Yep. Uh, and we crossed paths with, uh, it was wall therapy the first bit, I think we crossed paths, or was there other? Probably. Fire around that area? I mean, you're one of those people that now, I, it's, there are certain folks that I've met in my life that seem to be, have been there. Like, Ashley, I'm like, I, she's just cool. She's, I, <laughs> I think we're supposed to have met. However it happened, it kind of happened. Um, but, uh, you have always, you know, I've enjoyed you. Plus, as I was harassing you before the show, uh, you have a pretty nice Rochester accent and an awesome voice here. So we should have a great, great show for yeah, us. Yeah, very nasally. And, uh, <laughs> well, that's the Rochester thing. That's what we do. Um, so uh, actually, we're going to be playing around a little bit of technology here if it if it works for us. There we go. Um, but uh, Ashley, we are, I want to be picking your brain because first off, I'm a pinball dork i i've always grown up loving pinball machines uh and just arcades in general uh and i'll probably have that i actually uh sent a, a message out to friends of mine who are pinball nuts as well so i actually have some questions i've actually collected oh, too okay they're, nothing too scary I, they, they, <laughs> they're pretty much i got a lot of people going like oh my god she sounds amazing give her a high five for me so i have about six high fives from you from various people that you never met in your life okay saying that kudos for doing as i think uh my friend charlie um uh, used to have a, a bar down in a uh, one of this, uh, I think towards Ithaca and stuff. He actually had a pinball bar at one point. He, he was like, uh, "Tell her she's doing God's work." So, <laughs> so thank you, Charlie. Says you're amazing, by the way. Oh, thanks, Charlie. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll get. To, I just want to get to know more about the what makes Ashley tick and just how the path happened to getting into this sort of career. Um, so. Now, you are, like you said, you're a Rochesterian, hence we both have that fun Rochester sort of accent happening yep. here. Uh, now, were you always an artist? Were you, uh... um, I have always been an artist. I think I was five when I said I wanted to be an artist, when my <laughs> kindergarten teacher was explaining that you could have a career as an artist, and that's when I made my mind up, so... <laughs> Nice. It seems uh, uh, it seems to be going well. I mean, you are rocking it. I mean, you uh, you have been uh, actually the I have the four questions people have been asking right away are uh, you like first off amazing how does it uh, but someone actually had a question like you are when doing these uh, like pinball machines what's the uh, what's the like uh, medium it's done in like how what's the I mean, these are, are these are painted. These are printed. What, what's the describe to what you encounter when this when this happens? Yeah, a lot of the old electrical mechanical machines are screen printed, and mm -hmm. I'm using um, usually acrylic paint. Um, it dries to a plastic, uh, so it can usually hold up well. Yeah. Um, usually, I'm pretty much always using acrylic paint. Um, the newer machines mm -hmm. are more. Like digital prints, um, but still uh, acrylic. That's I, I'm impressed. I, um, if people want to see, you share a lot of these photos on some of your social media. Do you have yeah. uh, uh, social media you can uh, give a shout out for? for people um, to follow yeah, on? my social media is Ludwig Synopsis, L-U-D-W-I-G, Synopsis. <laughs> nice. um, yeah, and it's been pretty neat uh, uh, to seeing all these works coming in there. Um, but... Uh, uh, 
oh, actually, uh, I have to give it a couple other quick shout outs. I just somebody messaged in saying yep. hi. But uh, so we had uh, an old school person. I want to give a shout out that has been writing in since almost the get go. Uh, we have a crowd of people that are a cleaning crew that write in saying hi. This guy named is Juan <laughs> and the, the ladies. He calls them Juan and the ladies are listening in uh, like, hi, Ashley. We like they used to listen or not, but they couldn't they couldn't tune the station back in. They locked the radio station. So this is the first time they're allowed back on. So Juan and the ladies are listening in saying hi to Ashley. So there's a crowd of people to listen in. So they just want to give a, a shout saying hello. Um, Welcome back, by the way. I'm so excited to hear they're listening again. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's. Uh, oh, buddy, I just closed it. Uh, apparently, what the uh, radio station was how you can listen in. What the door was locked. They didn't have a key for it, so uh, they they got a key for it again. So Juan being sneaky, listening to the radio again. So awesome. So thank you, Juan. Much love to you, Juan. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to give a shout out. We haven't heard from him in forever, so that was a big shout out. So he was very excited. He's like, "Hey, loving it. We're back." So thank you, Juan. Um, but I also want to give a quick little shout out to uh, people who've been sending emails in. If you guys have any questions tonight, talking about social media and everything else, uh, let us know. You can message us at Magnus Apollo on Twitter. Uh, Matt Obscure in the box in there. You can actually send a Matt Obscure on Twitter as well. Uh, also send an email to mindofmagnus at gmail.com. Uh, we have various ways of getting in touch with us. But at any point in time, let us know. And we had a lot of folks sending emails in the past week or two with cool trivia uh, ideas for shows and everything else. So I want to give a shout. I forgot to say that at the beginning here that we've been getting a lot of amazing emails uh, including trivia questions, and I want to thank you. Actually, we'll have a trivia question tonight uh, on the show. Uh, it actually came in from a listener, so we'll probably do that in a few minutes here. Uh, it's but, always awesome to crowdsource our trivia. Oh, my God, so great. Guaranteed Magnus and I haven't talked about it if you send it to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so actually, uh, actually, how it works, we have a, we have a uh, you probably, you've heard the show before, yeah. once or twice. Um, and uh, so the goal is we have a trivia question. We ask at the beginning of the show. We have all show to let you answer it. Uh, and if you get it right, you can join me for Meatballs and Beer at Skylark or Cash Value. If never see my face again, that's the other trade-off. Uh, the people who listen in can actually... Uh, uh, write in to uh, let us know if, uh, if they can help you out. First person jo- uh, gets it right can join us for Meatballs and Beer to hear more of the conversation or just hang out with me later on if you can't schedule it in. Uh, but uh, our listener, actually the question tonight, the trivia question came in from a listener and I'm like super excited to share it. Um, so I'm just going to read it directly if you guys don't mind here. So uh, let's see how to start. Uh, so he goes, while I enjoy the trivia question on the show, I sometimes feel completely at a loss. <laughs> I uh, thought I was a font of useless knowledge. You guys put me to shame. I have no idea where you find these things. So here is something for you guys. I'm an engineer and have built random things across the city uh, before I retired. My trivia question for you and your guest is this is a very simple one. They says, which end of the Irondequoit Bay Bridge, Webster or Irondequoit, has the higher elevation? That's all his, his question is. So it's a bit one or the other. And uh, he's, I figured it would be a fun to have a 50-50 chance of getting the question right. Tell Matt Obscure that he still has a higher number of correct answers than I do, even though I've been listening longer than he's been around. So Well, thanks. <laughs> you gave so, me a run for my money tonight. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so this actually this email comes in from a listener, Matt Smith, uh, parentheses, not of Doctor Who fame, he says. <laughs> I was so. just going to ask. Yeah, yeah, he knows us. He knows us well. So He this has is, been listening a long time. Yeah, yeah. So Matt Smith, uh, he actually, someone helped construct the bridge, he was saying back in the day. So this is actually... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. so he wants to shout out. He's like, which one? He actually gives me a bunch of information later on. So at the end of the show, 
and that will tell you what the which one's taller but even length with the whole shebang so man i'm excited for that <laughs> yeah so <laughs> do you have a guess which one is higher if when you're driving it which way do you feel you're driving up do you feel webster or rondecoit is higher in the in the bay bridge am i answering this question now you can you can answer you can change your answer you have all show you have till the end of the show you can um i'm thinking about when i'm driving over it i'm also thinking about how the river runs north mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about the hills and the whole the whole thing I I believe that the the Webster side is going to be higher you feel I mean, there's I, you, um, you could change your answer at any point in time you can think about it I people just, can message in with mm, the ideas so I mean the, the, you have all short answers so let it roll around the head you have uh, to decide yet no final answer Matt you're going to do the opposite. Just See, it's interesting. <laughs> I think I'm going with Rondecoit. Okay. That's what uh, someone actually messaged in uh, saying, like, I bet you it's a trick question. I think I know the answer, but I wonder if the guy's trying to trick you. I have no idea if he's trying to trick us or not, but let us know if you have the answer, what you think the answer may be. Message us, uh, Magnus Apollo on Twitter, or mindofmagnus at gmail.com. You can even post it on our Facebook page if you want to do that. You can find us on Mind of Magnus Radio. Uh, just do a search for that. You'll see our smiling faces on there as well. Uh, but yeah, so that's the question coming in from Matt Smith of Not Dr. Who fame. Uh, so he wants to let us know what is taller on the Bay Bridge, the Webster side or Aronicoid side? So, uh, and he, uh, <laughs> someone just wrote in and goes, if it's, is, is there the same height? And this is a horrible trick question. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wins. <laughs> no one wins at that point. No, Zach, we're not trying to trick you, we don't think. I, uh, we don't is, think is yeah, the operative. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I, I, it's either A or B. How's that? Alex will help us out. Zach's all nervous. We're trying to trick him. So one of those is higher. So it'd be scary if it was exactly the same. Wouldn't like, it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's our trivia question. That came in from a listener. So if you guys have any trivia, trivia questions at all, uh, let us know. Mindofmagnus at gmail.com. We love trivia. Matt and I are trivia. I mean, his name is Matt Obscure on Twitter. Come on. So It's true. <laughs> uh, so back to the important parts. Talking about to Ashley here. Um, and uh, so I, mean, I, I actually... I'm so circling in on just want to talk more about all these pinball machines, but I I know my listeners love getting to know more about my guests. It's one of the things. So uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to pick your brain a bit. So you are from Rochester. Are you a, yep. a, a city rat? Or are you a person from the outskirts like some of us out um, here? I grew up in Rochester. I also lived um, in Fairport for a while um, and then down in the Finger Lakes. Um, so kind of in the city, in the mm. suburbs, and then kind of in the woods. <laughs> you drifted away yeah. and then snapped back And here. then I came back, yeah. So you came to your senses. You came back to the cool part <laughs> of the world. Nice. Uh, what brought you back out of curiosity? Um, it, I just really like the, the city now. It's, it's really nice, especially, you know, the Park Ave area, South mm-hmm. Wedge. Um, there's a lot of really great people that live and work in the area. Yeah, the community here. I've, I've never encountered such a creative, supportive community in my life. And I've, I've been yeah. to a lot of other cities uh, traveling around and seeing folks. And uh, there's a spark here that I love about the Rochester and stuff. Um, now, you, uh, so you, you stayed around Rochester, and we're happy for you. We love having the, the locals <laughs> that decide to stay and make it a better place. Yeah. Uh, now, you are even an RIT grad, right? Yep. Nice. Uh, yep. What's your degree? Um, fine arts studio, so drawing, painting, printmaking, sculpture. Nice. So this is where the uh, all the skill set to help you for your current career came <laughs> from, huh? Yeah. I always love it when I meet people that are working with their degrees. That's an amazing thing to encounter. It's yeah. a little bit rare sometimes in today's world. <laughs> you eventually have to find your find your place, mm-hmm. but 
You seem to find your place pretty well. I, uh, I I bumped into you at one point, and you were looking at a uh, there was a book in your hand, and there was I, this not to give away a, a surprise here, but there was a drawing of you discussing about <laughs> uh, that that there it seems to be in the world of pinball. Is there a uh, community that uh, in pinball restoration? What was that book that you had that had your drawing um, of you in that it? That is um, Drop Target. It's uh, they had a series of zines that they came out with a couple of years ago, and then they sold out. They were very popular, so then they put them together and made a big book out of it uh-huh. um, and put a whole bunch of new stuff into it. Um, and it, the book had recently came out this past year, um, so I was just reading interviews and stuff like that, and, it, um, and I'm always trying to sort of study up on pinball and... I'm always reading or watching videos on pinball. That sounds amazing. So, so when you're studying up in pinball, what are you like? What are you looking for? Like, what's what's your? You, you can learn a lot from watching other people play. Uh-huh. Um, also, just reading interviews about designers, people, um, how they designed certain things. Um, it, it's very. It's very interesting. Seems like a rather deep culture. I, I tried to do a little bit. I was trying to do a little bit of research for this show, and I didn't realize the depth of what I was going to encounter in there. There is like, there is a, a designer fan people. I mean, there's people that like, uh, there's people that design the games that seem to have. Uh, I mean, slight rock star status and some of the things people talking about good oh, designers. Yeah. And I did not expect, I mean, I should have known this. There's a, there's fans and everything. That was actually just about to be my next question. Like if you had to pick the person that was the, oh. the big, I mean, I think, I think in terms of like fandom, Steve Ritchie is always a, a big name that you hear. Um, he's, he's a fantastic designer and every, everyone sort of like gravitates towards, uh, the pins that he's had his hands in, he's he's great. <laughs> what, are, what are some of the machines that he, he created, just so our, our fans can geek out a little bit? With um, I mean, he's, over the years, he's had his hands in a lot of, a lot of different works. Um, it, and it's cool to see, like, different artists and designers who have worked for, like, Bailey Williams or Stern and kind of, like, mm-hmm. dip, dipped around um, different companies either designing or doing artwork or stuff like that. Um, yeah. Is there, do you have like a favorite machine you like to work on or even better play? Um, I tend to gravitate towards um, more of the solid state machines. Um, the old electrical mechanical machines are really cool. Those are the ones with the um the the chimes and um those are the older machines um prior to 1977 um but i like playing a lot faster i like a lot of ramps um usually the gameplay is a lot more um involved there's a lot more things to hit and a lot more things to do Hmm. i've gotten lucky i've played a few of those we go to fun spot in new hampshire like almost every summer and they have a whole wall. I'm sure you've seen the wall of pinball games they have at Fun Spot. And on the end they I have I don't know Fun Spot. Really? Oh my gosh, you have to check it out. They have a whole wall that it's it's the upper floor is like the video game museum they call it. Like mm-hmm. they trade machines back and forth with the Museum of Play. Oh, okay. So on their back wall there they kind of have a chronological wall of tables that go from like whatever the first ones were all the way up to like I don't know, late 90s. 
Oh, I like I like that they put them in order. Yeah, it's really neat because you can walk right down and play. So I think like it was either the Playboy machine or Harlem Globetrotters are, are some of those like solid state machines, I think. Like late mid sixties kind of things. Um, I mean Playboy was produced by there's a Stern Playboy, there's a Bailey Playboy. I think it's I think it's been done probably really? four or five times. Get yeah. Out. Yeah. I had no idea. This one kind of looks like one of those carnival mirror kind of things, if that helps. You know what I mean? Like one of those like mirror yeah, yeah. things with the painting and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're, they're really fun. But yeah, you should check out. Yeah, I think you'd have a blast there. Yeah, I will. Um, um, it, it's funny when you see a machine being done by one company and then a different company. Like um, we have uh, Star Trek that I'm working on right now. It's uh, Bailey 1978. Um, but it was also done by Data East in 91 and uh, 2013 by Stern. Um, so it's it's cool to see the same concept, uh, different different ways, different times. Is it like the same play field and they just kind of update the, oh, the technology? Oh, they're, they're or? all different. Oh, that's really cool. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, Someone's wrote in that there's, uh, like, what was the name of the place actually in New Hampshire? They- it's Fun Spot in Laconia. If you've seen King of Kong... Mm-hmm. It's that place. Gotcha. Yeah, someone just was like, I'm going to New Hampshire. I had no idea something cool like existed in New Hampshire. So thank you to that one. That was As an aside, like 10 minutes away, just go to the Museum of Play and they have a bunch of really cool machines too. The Museum yeah. of Play has a really great collection. Do you have a favorite at there? Um, change enough? That- I mean, I really like their collection because of the variety. Um, you know, they have Hercules, which is the biggest produced uh, machine uh, it's like this big. It's incredible, isn't it's, it? It's huge. And then they have really sort of hard to find machines, um, really old ones, really new ones. It's it's just a good collection. It's nice to see it in Rochester. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I, Her- I get a blast out of it. Hercules day. always cracks me up because isn't the ball a cue ball? Uh, cool machine? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you an idea of the scale if you haven't seen it. It's oh, yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed by what they've pulled off in the, the Museum of Play there. And back when uh, was it Eric Wheeler, I think, got it going back in the day. He was pulling some crazy, just neat devices that I hadn't seen since I was a little kid. I mean, I had hair. That's how long ago it was. So. Wow. <laughs> I seen these ones. So. Um, yeah, so just so you know, uh, Matt answered about uh, the question. Everyone kept writing in saying, do you have a favorite machine, favorite machine, favorite machine? So that was the question. So. Everyone's dying to know. They're dying yeah. to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Geez, it's it's hard to say. Um, I really like uh, Medieval Madness, which they have one at the Playhouse. Um, I play that machine all the time. Um, I really like Creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, nice. A friend of mine had one of those in his house, a Creature from Black Lagoon. Just the artwork on it is really amazing. Um, Kevin O'Connor did that, and he also did like Strikes and Spares. Mm-hmm. Um, really really amazing artwork um which is kind of what i tend to gravitate towards first and then i'll play it and kind of be won over or not depending on how the game plays <laughs> someone just wrote uh-huh. in uh asking uh, tom writes in going are you amazing at playing pinball like I, are, do you have a, <laughs> any tips he also is asking about I oh think, tips so. <laughs> uh i mean it, it's hard to sort of give tips over the radio you yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. just you you have to play and you have to play a lot um so are you good i 
I feel like I'm good, but then I also feel like in a tournament, I am not good. <laughs> have you gone to tournaments? Um, I have not gone to any tournaments, um, but I would really like to. Unfortunately, Rochester doesn't have any tournaments. It um, seems like a city should have tournaments it, for what yeah, we right? have here. We need to have tournaments. Um, Buffalo has them, Syracuse. Um, That's even weirder. We totally should have one. I know. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Um so maybe it's your next goal in life, the Ashley Ludwig uh, I, I official. Just, I should yeah. just start one. You should. Well, yeah. well, you got our backing. We'll gladly be there. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be the announcers in the back, like you know. If oh you need yeah, someone. yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, uh, so, person also asked in is like, uh, what has been the craziest thing you've had to paint? Like, what is something that stands out in your mind? Uh, you had to. You have. I mean, you're you're fixing up and working on these these things that have been like been in the sun too long crack paint mm-hmm. chipped scratched you're, you're restoring these to like, like new conditions uh, the question came in uh, didn't have a name on it but saying uh, is there an image that you are impressed with or just weird like also one question was question mark did you have to paint uh, naked women for the playboy one there's another one they asked too as well um, uh, pinball is designed by men for men it's a very male dominant industry so it's always naked women and like muscular guys and uh, yeah it's just it's all women (laughs) (laughs) that's what it seems like the question was kind of leading towards that yeah this seems like an inordinate amount out of uh like the images you see on the side of a van airbrushed in can also exist on a pinball machine oh absolutely yeah uh, so uh, that said, you guys can paint probably cool stuff inside of a vans now with this sort of skill set. Right? I could. Yeah, now we know. So when you have the mind of Magnus van, we'll drive around. Write it. that down. Yeah, it's going to be our, our <laughs> mobile party patrol <laughs> coming to the beach near you. Uh, do you have a weirdest one? Uh, an image that like just bizarre? Um, sometimes I'm I'm working on a machine. I'm thinking of a machine I had recently um, that it was it was a cream color. And it was like hot pink and silver speckles and gold. It was horrible 70s colors. And it was just this sun with this really weird face. And every once in a while I was painting it, working on it. And I just kept looking, having to stare at this ugly, (laughs) ugly sun straight in the face. (laughs) You would have to see it, but it was just like a really... Jarring thing sounds yeah. like. Yeah. It didn't start talking to you, did it? I was it? just like, about to ask, at what point did it go, hi, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got to go. I just didn't want to make eye contact. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so uh, we another question just popped in. This is from the same guy, but he's also asking is like, how many of the machines at uh, uh, the Playhouse has your n- name at the top five? Like how how like many scores top oh, scores like oh my gosh you know it's embarrassing um, I have been trying to when I go I pretty much only play Medieval Madness I love that machine um, I would argue it's the best machine there and I'm gonna um, go play it Matt you and I are gonna go play this yeah, game right? here this Let's week. Go do. Oh yeah, it, we should all go. Sounds like, good to me. I, that sounds yeah. great. <laughs> we'll, up, we'll do a podcast from the from the. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we can now. We have the technology for this. So. <laughs> um, I've been trying forever to put a high score up on that thing. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. You're kidding? Really? I can't. Wow. I can't do it. And and the what you have to do for medieval madness basically, if if you want to get as many points as as you can. 
constantly break the castle. Just go go for it. Keep shooting the ball across the little drawbridge, which is so much fun. Um, because it you just heard like, it folks. This is the tips that we need to know. This is <laughs> I'm actually like, like I'm like logging this away. If everything I've heard yeah, right? about, I'm like the castle. Go, go across the bridge. Perfect. Yeah, there's this little uh, drawbridge that drops down, and then your ball shoots across it, and then it, it breaks apart the castle. You you just keep doing that, and you will. I forget exactly how the points rack up from that, but that's that's what you need to do. Hmm. And I do it. And I still can't. Look into it <laughs> I can't put my initials up. Now, do you have a uh, like, do you have a pinball machine at your house or anything else? Do you collect them? I mean, like, or you see them at work. You do everything else. You're done with them. I mean, I have a one bedroom apartment to uh, myself that, like, I'm sure if I had a pinball in there, it would be ridiculous. <laughs> my my neighbors <laughs> would have no idea what was going on. <laughs> What's the loudest, most obnoxious one you could get? Um, I mean, there's there's settings on the inside, so you can you can turn them up really really loud. But I think the most Noted. annoying machines are the old EMs with the chimes and there's actual chimes on the inside. That is so cool. Yeah, that ding ding, that's what it, it's a little um it, it's just the metal hitting it making the the actual chime um happen, but when you have the machine wide open and you're working on it, especially when I'm trying to paint something, uh those those can be kind of annoying. <laughs> Yeah, I'd imagine you're not quite hitting them in the tune they should be and everything else, so you're just kind of making a crazy it's, racket. It's just basically this open pinball machine with the play field up is working as a giant speaker for these chimes in a in a room. All I can think of is playing like Operation when we were little, right? Oh, just yeah. like hitting the thing and yeah. Yep. Hmm. We uh, People are actually writing in. They, uh, a lot of people are going about Hercules. They love the Hercules here in the city. Um Someone just wrote in asking a question. Is like I had growing. Uh, let's see. I, I get in the late '90s, early 2000s. My father got Revenge from Mars. Yes. Revenge from Mars. He goes. It's awesome because it was a hybrid. He said it was yeah. a screen and a pinball machine on it. Yeah. Uh, Revenge from Mars was produced in 1999, and it was the last kick of pretty much pinball at the time. Um, they were trying something new where they were trying to incorporate video and pinball because at that time um, pinball was going out. Um, there were, they're, they're big bulky machines. And at the time it was, it was hard to um, keep them and, and video games were getting smaller and in an arcade, they were making more money mm-hmm. um, like Pac-Man and, um, Everything else, yeah. He's uh, uh, Reina. I, I, I'm actually a female. Uh, Reina is actually uh, she says. Excuse me. Um, yeah, she had a, a, there was holographic animated targets she was aiming at. She Get said out. there actually was yeah yeah holographic animated targets. They were projected onto the playing field as well. Yeah, there's um, look this one up. This sounds amazing. Sounds really cool. They're they're also extremely heavy. They're like the heaviest pinballs that we we have. Um, we have uh, actually we just sold our revenge from Mars. Um, but we have a oh no. We just sold the Star Wars. No, revenge from Mars. Mm. We still have the Star Wars, but those are the pinball 2000s, but they have a uh, a monitor in it. 
and then it reflects onto the glass. There's like a mirrored glass almost. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so you're playing it, and it's the back of it is sort of reflecting the the monitor. But it, it's really cool to play. If you've never played it before, it really throws you off. It sounds really cool. Now, yeah. for, for our, our younger listeners, those are probably the, the big, huge tubes in there, too, right? It's not like a little flat screen panel like yeah, we have now. It's these like, are these are big, like yeah. heavy, yeah, old. Yeah, full TV, TV like the like, big, big Like your, your grandma's TV or when you see the old uh, arcade machines, those big, huge monitors. Not, not what we're used to today, these, these little, you know. 12 pound flat screen yeah. like, little. just wrote it yes very heavy I kicked it by accident once and I think I broke my toe <laughs> so <laughs> thanks Raina <laughs> um, uh, a dumb person wrote into saying uh, we would love to have uh, like if I just toss out a random name would you be good at guessing like you seem to be rather well at like you got 99 the Bally's 90 then like the 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 pinball 2000 set series and everything else yeah like you seem to be well versed in this someone asked like uh i had what do you say i had a super mario brothers uh like mushroom world i think he says in there yep. growing up he's like i got that uh my older brother got it uh, for graduation present from an uncle uh he goes i we had it for a little bit and then uh being teenagers, we goofed around and broke it and smashed it everything else um that was uh I guess the, the, he just he's just more bragging. He's like, I ain't cool as a kid. <laughs> he's saying here, not a question, I guess. But uh, yeah, so what? Uh, do you know? Do you know that one? He actually, it seems like he wants um, to know. I I do know that one. We don't have one at the shop, and I've never worked on one before, though. Yeah, he actually says it actually had tickets. Like you actually could have gotten. Like it actually was built to have huh. tickets to given out to it. So I don't know if it was made for something else. I don't know. But yeah, some maybe. of them have cool things. Um, there was a baseball themed one and i'm blanking on the name of it but it would um dispense a baseball card oh wow that's amazing yeah so like you played it and then um it was baseball themed and then it would dispense a little baseball card that's really cool yeah wow i i did so were there other fun gimmicks like that i mean you must have encountered i mean for a while pinball was an epic thing there must have been some quirky things being created to to work on you know attract people's attention here is there any other sort of weird odd quirky ones you've ever encountered um geez i'm not sure oh no don't put, put in the spot <laughs> and now i'm, I'm just now you, this this rabbit hole of like weird arca- arcades i've ever seen so this is amazing um well thanks for writing in folks people are messaging i'm going to ask uh, someone has asked for the trivia question i'll ask it one more time now we'll wait to the end of the show uh, so the trivia question came in from Matt Smith tonight, not Doctor Who fame, Matt Smith. Um, but uh, it's a listener sent an email in. Uh, this, it's a simple question: Which end of the Rondequoit Bay Bridge is higher, Webster or Rondequoit? So, uh, do you still feel you're sticking with your answer for? Uh, you're saying Webster, right? I'm going to say. I feel like. Mm, I feel like when I drive across it, the Webster side might be slightly lower. So you're saying now Rondequoit's higher, you're driving towards Webster, you're going down? What yes. Do you feel? So yeah. you're saying Rondequoit's higher now? I I think so. Okay, you, you still have another 20 minutes to decide on. So I uh, think so. So how about you, Ben? Do you, you feel you're... I'm going to abstain right now. I'm going to play <laughs> poker face. Uh, Zach's writing in saying, I still think it's a trick question. He thinks it's going to be level, completely level, because I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Thank you so much. I so. love the trust we have with our listeners. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. <laughs> 
Oh, man, oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, thanks again for those writing in trivia questions and stuff. If you have any questions for us or questions for our lovely guest, uh, Magnus Apollo on Twitter or mindofmagnus at gmail.com. You can find us that way as well. Um, but uh, I, actually, we're having a lot of people just kind of pinging, saying, asking about uh, just trivia. All I think they're all talking like they just want to play trivia. Or not trivia. They want to, uh, uh, they want to do more with uh, uh, all these pinball machines and stuff, too. That's right. I'm doing the same thing in here. I'm like, hmm. So actually, I did have a question about a machine and and how you feel about kind of restoration versus like Etsy culture, I guess, because one of my favorite machines ever is Doctor Who, because I'm a Doctor Who nerd. We're working on one right now. Get out. Yeah. Oh, oh. so I was looking for one like a couple of years ago um, and somebody had taken one apart and they were selling the little doctor badges Mm -hmm. as necklaces on Etsy and things Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. How do you feel about parting things out and selling it as art rather than kind of keeping the machine together? I mean, so a lot of those plastic pieces um, break a lot. Um, They're little pieces of plastic and there's a silver ball getting bounced around. Um, Things do get beat up pretty bad. Um, And I feel like that's cool to just kind of, um, there's a guy I follow um, on Instagram who does that. He cuts up like play fields and um, plastic things, makes keychains and stuff like that. Um, And I think that's cool. Um, Just repurposing it and the artwork on it is really cool. So yeah, I'm for it. Awesome. I wasn't sure. It was one of those things where I was like, I'll probably never be able to have the machine, but but maybe if I buy a Colin Baker thing, that would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> you, no, know? Uh, you know, just repurposing yeah. something that would be thrown out otherwise. So we have uh, Charlie listening in from New York City. He actually was the guy that owned, uh, he actually owned one of those at one point, he writes in. He actually had a whole, bo- I actually saw it, he actually had a whole garage full of them out in, towards Ithaca when he had a he had a, uh, a pinball-themed bar there. Uh, he had it, and he goes, yeah, there was only about less than 8,000 of those made. Uh, from uh, the the Doctor Who ones. There are two people I'm really jealous of right now. One is Ashley and one is Charlie. <laughs> well, he sold his, so he's actually jealous of himself now, too. <laughs> he, he moved down to New York City and changed, sold all of, the, all of his our, our pinball machines, he says. so. Um, but he liked it quite a bit. But um, He actually has a quite a, a other fun list of stuff. But uh, he also he he's on your side. He, uh, he says he doesn't like stuff being parted out. He wants to keep as much as original as he can. That's what his thought is. Yeah, so. I mean, essentially, you want to keep it as original. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if a plastic ramp is completely blown apart, uh, we're we're gonna take it out. <laughs> oh, it makes total sense. I sure. Agree. Um, yeah, I think everyone's just like writing in. It's like ask her about this one. Ask, it's all just asking. Like <laughs> describe this one from memory. It's like, <laughs> so how do you feel about lightning round? Just <laughs> pinball machines you've seen. Uh, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, um, someone goes there. Uh, a Judge Dread. Somebody's like, "There's a Judge Dread one that he goes. I love it. I've only saw it once or twice, but I've. It's apparently relatively known as a weird design. So, um, I, I have not worked on one. Um, I have not had one at the shop. Um, but I know of it. I, I would say weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's listening away. I mean, there's a lot of weird pinball stuff. Hmm. Yeah, there's like there, uh, people are sending links as if I get really quiet. People are sending like, check this one out and this one. So I'm actually scrolling through the uh, top 10 weirdest pinball machine designs ever. Oh, and great. let's just say, you know, we've touched on Revenge from Mars, number one. Uh, let's see, mm. there's Challenger yeah. was one on here as well. 
Uh, but we've talked about Super Mario Brothers. Mushroom World is on here, yep. and Hercules is on the last one. So, okay. oh, and Judge Dredd. Look at that. We've got wow. five out of nine. I think we've touched on so far. What are the other ones? So we have let's see, Revenge from Mars, Challenger was the one. Orbiter number one was it says on here. Mm. Uh, it's nineteen eighty two. Uh, it's a minimal design. Uh, it has a playful population with two spin bumpers. Once a ball. Yeah, it's actually just a little. It's a small little one, actually. It seems like uh, Super Mario Brothers Mushroom World Haunted House was one. It says here, um, each eight flippers involved in this one. Uh, three play field levels. Each with the ball is knocked into the right hole. It falls into hidden sub levels and backward f- uh, facing flippers. Oh God! <laughs> so it's supposed wow. to be haunted. So it's all. So you hit it. It goes reverse. I gotcha. Yeah. There's a stick there. Uh, there's one night moves. It's called. I've never been. International Concepts made that one, it seems like. Mm. Uh, Night Moves ju- based on the Bob Seger song. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my head every time yeah, I keep reading that. Uh, Judge Dredd, uh, Baby Pac-Man, and yep. Hercules. Yep. Baby Pac-Man, that's a thing? Oh, I've played that. Really? They used to have it at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I'm lost in l- reading these links now. So, yeah, you're reading through a maze. Oh, my gosh. But players may earn energizers, gain new fruit bonuses, and increase tunnel speeds. Wow. That might be another one that had a little tiny video monitor in it. Yeah. Or I was like six and everything looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, one person wrote in, uh, do you also, not, are you not just a pinball person? Do you also like arcade games? Um, I also like arcade games, yes. Oh, good. So Tim, thank you. That he, she was, he was nervous. I think he, he likes, he's an arcade I like, guy. I like all, all games. Yeah. All games? Uh, so, I mean, do you, do you find yourself sitting at uh, Playhouse and those sort of places? Are you drawn to them when you're not at work? It's funny because, yes, I am. But like I also spend Monday through Friday with these machines all the time. But somehow I come home and I want to have a beer and go play some more pinball. Um, <laughs> That's a, a pretty rad job, though. I, get, I can't think of like, man, I'd love to get home and, and crack a beer and get back to that spreadsheet. So the fact that you can like <laughs> get home and go, yeah, I can't wait to get Medieval Madness on. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That rules. Well, also, it's it's a little different when you are playing for money. It's like, OK, now now I'm serious. Yeah. Now I'm like I paid my dollar and I'm going to play serious at, at work. It's all testing, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I, I'll post this online, but someone just sent me the ad for Night Moves. Oh, cocktail great. Pinball Excitement. I sent it, just texted to you, Matt, so you can see it on cocktail there. Cocktail Pinball Excitement. Oh, yeah, the, the cocktail table. Yep. It, yeah, it's a cocktail table. That's what that one was. So, oh, boy. Yeah, uh, I'll post that on uh, the uh, Facebook page for the Mind of Magnus Radio here. How uh, scratched show. and blurry do you think that table got? Oh, God. They, they get pretty bad. <laughs> I could only imagine. The, so. the money machine of the 90s is now here from International Concepts Incorporated. Oh, my God. Thank you for sending it Super in. Super 80s. Wow. That, uh, yeah. That's an amazing, yeah. Good call. I don't know where you found that ad. I'm, I'm assuming Google uh, helped this one out here, but it is amazing. If we could put that up on Instagram, that would be awesome because everybody just needs to see the model in that because it's the most amazing, like Olin Mills glamour shots. <laughs> yes, it's going up to my, I'm actually posting it right now thing I've ever on seen. my Instagram feed. I, Check it out. There, there are so many good advertisements for arcades, machines, and pinballs. It, it trips me out to see. You figure, I, I mean, yeah, because what are they? If they just put the machine on there, that's kind of boring because they more or less all look the same. If you can't see what's on the screen, right? So, mm-hmm. but you can definitely see the demographic they were aiming at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and young young men. Yeah, 
young men or the older gentlemen that own the arcade that all look like Brian Doyle Murray, Murray and Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I so I'm posting that to Instagram right now as I'm typing away. Um uh, yeah, so we're, if you're just tuning in right now, we're, our guest tonight is Ashley Ludwig. You can actually see her adventures on uh, Ludwig Synopsis on Instagram. She is a, we're talking pinball and talking about awesome arcades and art and having a blast going down this really fun rabbit hole I'd never expected to enjoy <laughs> so much here. Um, but uh, yeah, we're, we're chatting away. If you guys have any questions for, uh, or just you want to brag about what pinball machine you had as a kid, apparently, that's also what we're doing. Um, let us know. Uh, so let's see. We have a lot of the, people are sending in now ads for for the things. I'm fine with the scenario. I'll, I'll post as many as I can. I feel like we found our niche as a show right now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so um, yeah. So thanks for uh, following, uh, listening in, folks. Here uh, and uh, we are just. I'm still looking at these random lists of of pinball machines. So uh, now, have you ever thought about making your own pinball machine? Now, are you like been working on something you have in the back of your brain? You want to have the Ludwig experience? You know pinball experience is there something are you fine with this um i mean my technician and i always and it's amazing because he's been in the business forever he's been working on these machines for 30 years Mm -hmm. um so he was taking pac-man out of the box when like pac-man was a new thing so he knows he knows every little trick and every little thing that's been going on with these machines so we always talk about making some sort of frankenstein like pinball thing you know it's like because i can do something and then i'm like oh i want i want this maybe and he's like yeah (laughs) and then i could like make it you know we it it gets bad um but we always talk about make making some sort of frankenstein machine and um Honestly, I feel like it would be really difficult to kind of start from scratch um, and and design it mm-hmm. just because the math of everything. It's like, easier to take a machine that's already working and then just cool yeah, structure around which, it. it. Makes sense. With which me. you know, there are a couple machines that I have kind of pushed into corners that have had. Um, technicians working on that are just problem children so they've they've kind of just oh i'll just turn this around and just keep pushing it back into this dark area of the of the shop maybe we'll forget about it but um it could happen (laughs) now are there like stand uh, is there like a default uh devices that could were sold and then people just kind of slap their art and style and layout on it is that kind of a thing that happened was there like you know, a base model like there's like the you know the a standard frame so, so many plungers something so many flippers everything else and art or was there always is there always kind of a design basic from the from the get-go is there a custom uh layout as well as custom art um i mean in in the beginning like early electrical mechanical machines they were all very simple so mm-hmm. they kind of had similar layout and i guess all machines do kind of have a similar layout but they it, it's funny how small changes can really impact how a game plays yeah. or how it's designed but there's there's a lot that goes into it it seems that way i'm, I'm always i'm impressed by and the the 
the additional stuff I've been seeing more and more now, like as every new movie still has a cool pinball machine being made, like the sculptures, there's like uh, the Lord of the Rings has a Balrog you have to like, you know, knock around and lights up and everything else. There's an amazing bit of sculpture going into those. Um, Some actually wrote, do you, so you you do the panels, but do you also do interior? Like say if the statue in the side has to rotate, you handle all the art aspects of restoration? Yeah, yeah. Um, so playfield, um, inside, outside of the machine. It's funny that you mentioned Lord of the Rings because, um, the last time we had one in the shop, it was all the, the little figurines had their swords and staffs like broken off. Oh no. So I had to figure out how to remake those because the... In order to buy all of those figurines again, it was gonna be like four or five hundred dollars for wow. like, yeah, all to replace all of them. So I went to that one place in Henrietta. Is it the gaming store? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I and I found similar um, sort of things, and then sort of like resculpted them and. Nice. Cut cut their arms off and then. So there's a Warhammer guy going. Wait a minute! <laughs> I think that looks familiar. <laughs> it's all right. He's mostly armless. <laughs> exactly. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. That's cool. It, uh, it, you have to make it work, and it yeah. turns out great that way. Sounds like you know. Yeah. Plus those things probably less likely to break than those other ones. What were they? What were the rich ones made out of? Um. Just like a it, resin it, sort of it's thing. It's like or? a plastic. Okay. Resin. Okay. I just didn't. Know, I mean. Good to know. That's amazing. Um, so uh, we have uh, side note. Someone wrote in. Go. Uh, we had one person writing in with trivia, uh, saying that they think Arondacoit is higher because they, they they still think it's a trick question. They think I'm messing with them. Like I always felt that Webster was taller, but now you're asking this question. I'm doubting myself. So this is from uh, Robin writes in saying, I, di- I, th- I thought Webster was higher, but now you're asking this question. I'm waiting for you to tell me that Arondacoit is higher. So she thinks it's Arondacoit because she thinks I'm being tricky. Right so now. remember that the question came from Matt Smith. It didn't come from Magnus this week. That's so. what they're thinking. It's like they, they think I'm somehow up to something. But yeah. Matt, yeah, this is actually from Matt Smith. If Matt, if you're listening in, we're having a great discussion. They think you're lying to us. So let us know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think Matt's completely on the level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know if the bridge is level or not. Aha, <laughs> look at this. Layers. Layers to our jokes. Uh, so, um, yeah, so we have one vote in saying uh, that Arondacoit, this is from uh, Robin, says that Arondacoit is higher, she thinks. So... Um, is it pencils down now? Do we have to guess? Yeah, let's let's get let's put the guess down. Let's do it because we have a bunch of factoids we got to talk about too about this topic. So the question tonight is a simple one: Which side is higher for the Arondacoit Bay Bridge? Is it a Webster or Arondacoit? Now, Ashley, what do you think your answer is? Um, I'm just I'm Drum just roll. gonna go with Arondacoit. Arondacoit. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Webster. You know why? Why is this? Because it's where life is worth living, and of course it's going to be higher where life is worth living. <laughs> <laughs> Climb the mountains, man. Climb the mountains. Uh, so we have Robin uh, agreeing with you, saying Ronicoit. Uh, no one else wrote in. Uh, a lot of people doubt us, thinking we're actually going to trick them and saying it's level. Mm-hmm. And actually, it is not level. Uh, I'm actually going right to the email here. Um, oh, she have a couple other e- a couple of questions came in too. I'm get a couple other ones here, but the final answer. I really for, thought you were going to leave us hanging for a yeah, minute. Yeah, I was going to no. get so mad at you. <laughs> exactly. No. Uh, for the Runquay Bridge, uh, Bridge actually uh, the answer is Webster is taller oh. by 15 feet. Wow. Hey. Go. So Webster <laughs> is the answer. Uh, Matt got gets it right. So uh, Matt Smith, thank you. Uh, so Matt Obscure got another point on there. Uh, so Matt Smith says yes. It as uh, continues with it was built by some of the toughest guys he ever worked with in 1960. 
67. It is 2,375 feet long. Actually, it's exactly a little over that. He said it's like point something, like something feet long. 87 feet wide and 45 feet can fit below it. That's the, that's the clearance of it. Wow. 45 feet, so it can handle even large sailing ships if you want to. Um, it handles, the uh, the estimate is over 100,000 cars a day. They're not not sure. They haven't checked the numbers in a while, but 100,000 cars go over that. So I knew it was long. I didn't figure half a mile, though. That's yeah, impressive. Yeah, 2,300 feet long, uh, 87 feet wide. Um, so he wants to thank you. So uh, if you have any cool tra- uh, trivia and factoid for us, let us know. Send an email to the mind of at gmail.com but that came in from matt smith not dr who matt smith but our engineer rochester came in so thank you uh, doctor that's the first one i've gotten right in about a month i'm sorry ashley <laughs> <laughs> uh oh yeah that's right zach wrote it he's like i totally thought you're still gonna mess with me i thought i was gonna say it was flat even though you said it wasn't flat i still didn't believe you people don't trust me it's such a <laughs> i'm starting to feel such hurt. a trustworthy face too <laughs> no but you can tell on the radio a trustworthy face how it works but yeah it was a 50 50 chance uh but webster does go 15 feet up so, uh, <laughs> Robin writes in. Good he's like, I, yeah. She's like, I thought it was going up, but again, I thought you were messing with me. Again, Robin, come on, <laughs> folks, come on. I'm not that mean. Nothing is making me happier right now. Right? <laughs> uh, but my guest tonight has been Ashley Ludwig, and time has actually elapsed. We're actually coming up to the end of the show. Ashley, is there yeah. anything you want to talk about before we get uh, too far in here? Um, geez, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we do have a one last question. Uh, came in from uh, William of Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada. Actually. Uh, how do you feel about your work as a restore, restoration artist generally? Visual art is generally considered a form that celebrates its creator, but because your work is not original, uh, the medium does not necessarily celebrate the visual arts. Uh, and what do you draw from the gratica- gratification for this? Um, that's actually a really good question because... Yeah, the show, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, because um, I feel like when I when I work really hard and I do something really well, it looks like I didn't do anything at all. Mm. So... It, which is like the opposite is a is a visual artist um at the end of the day you usually have something wow look at what i did usually it gets totally overseen um but i i really find it rewarding because it's like my secret like yeah, yeah. oh that was a huge hole you know <laughs> but like it, and, and it's really important to take pictures because that that speaks really well mm-hmm. um, to what I'm doing because I, I want people to not see it. Yeah, you, you don't have like that beast Jesus sort of scenario where people talk about how bad it, the restoration is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, so I guess the goal is to be so good that you aren't even known, so. Uh, but thank you, that was actually from William. Uh, uh, actually, uh, uh, New Brunswick wrote in from that one, so the Canadians are listening in to us. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, bringing a lot of folks from not in Rochester listening in. I'm, I'm loving this. So, uh, but you guys, uh, thanks again for writing in. Uh, this has been the Mind of Magnus here on 106.3 WRFC LP Rochester. Um, our guest uh, has been Ashley Ludwig. Uh, follow her and her adventures. See her before and after photos on uh, Ludwig Synopsis on Instagram. Um, our theme song, by the way, is by. Yacht, it's Paradise Engineering off the album Shangri-La. Nice. I love that. It, it gets me happy every time I listen to it. So thanks to those lovely folks for doing it. Uh, you guys have been listening in. Our underwriters by uh, Air Rec Radio and our Patreon supporters by all you cool folks out there. Uh, you guys let us know. You have an idea for a guest, a, a theme, a question, whatever. Know. It is on mindofmagnusatgmail.com or uh, Magnus Apollo on Twitter, Matt Obscure on Twitter. Uh, Ashley, thank you so much for being on here. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Uh, well, actually, we'll probably have a podcast form while playing pinball at some point we're gonna this was such a good show and people kept listening to it and writing in we gotta check it out definitely uh, but thanks yeah. again for listening folks uh, and we'll see you guys all again next week 